GPS Sports. It's me, Quinn, alongside Seth and Connor. As usual, how are you guys doing? Quinn, you know, sometimes I just look around and I thank God for the blessings that I have. Uh, two great friends to do a podcast with. The Browns are terrible and we beat the Pats this week. Uh, so that's how I'm doing. Quinn, I'm doing absolutely terrible. I feel like if I was a garbage can on fire, dropped out of a plane, I landed in a volcano that was already erupting. That's how I feel. In really? contrast to Seth, I want to I want to communicate that I feel the exact reciprocal I would mean to have a reciprocal relationship. I'm the exact opposite of him. That's cool. great. I'm glad. <laughs> or about uh, how he's doing. I'm so glad. Thanks, Quinn. Um yeah, did, are you what 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 what? <laughs> what, what, what? What football games did you guys watch this past week? All of them. I was trying Red to figure zone, out a way to ask baby. that cleverly. Red zone. And then didn't. <laughs> I watched the Dolphins ruin my tinfoil hat take. Yeah, you did. That's what happened to me. I I tuned into that game. I see Fitzmagic <coughs> going out there trying to get 1-15. Fitzmagic to, sticking it to the Jets. Trying to get that second pick. Good. And also, like, three other picks in the first round. You know what's funny to me? when I, I So I was also watching that game on Red Zone because there was not a lot of games on in the morning because of all these bye weeks. So uh, it's really funny when the, the announcers are like, oh, please play against one of Fitzpatrick's former teams. And, like, for Ryan Fitzpatrick... That's true for half the NFL. Yeah, I was going to say, so, that's like, not exciting. That's kind of like, for me, like that's weak analysis. Gosh. Oh, he's playing against one of his former teams. He's been on like eight teams, legitimately eight. Can, can, you, can you look that up? Yeah, let me look it up. How many teams has he been I feel like it's on? been, what's the over-under on eight? I think it's over. All right, hey, you both, go, you, who uh, wants? I'm saying under. I, I don't think it's more. I think it's over. I think All right. as, a, as an NFL player, it is very difficult this to play This man gets teams. traded every year. I know he does. He signs so I, many one-year contracts. I say six. And he's about. I think 48 it's six. years old. All right, all right. Here so we go. Of, okay, here we go. Ready? One. He was on St. Louis Rams. Uh, was he drafted by the St. Ooh. Louis Rams? Yeah, he's been playing since 05. Ooh, ooh. Cincinnati Bengals. That makes two. We got Buffalo Bills three. We got Tennessee Titans four. Houston Texans five. Jets six. Tampa Bay seven. Miami eight. Oh, Cotter! Okay. okay. wins. Wow. So that would be in Vegas. We would call that a push, gentlemen. <laughs> Connor, our <laughs> resident Vegas better, right? Mm, yes, sir. I I am betting. I'm betting a lot of money on on sports because I have a lot of cash. Quinn. And you're from the future, and you know all the results, right? And I'm also from the future, which reminds me, Quinn, to remind you guys. It reminds me to tell you. So Cam Newton's place. Uh, age like milk. We're uh, starting age like milk. All right, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> but I'll just I'll say this: it's hard for me to come up with age like milk takes, Quinn. Truly. Shut up. It it pains me in a way. That um, I don't sleep at night because I'm like I can't think of something I've done wrong. Uh, I'm tossing. Man, I'm turning. I'm just so perfect. Yeah, uh, it's it's rough. Oh, no. It's really rough. I look at the mirror. The mirror is just like, ah, oh, Connor, come on, man. It cracks because we, of how perfect you are. It. I hate you. Guys. It. Thank you, Quinn. <laughs> I don't. Yes. Thank you, Seth. Also. Is there anything wrong with complimenting Connor? You know what? There's there's a lot wrong. You don't... Okay, wait. Uh, can I just butt in? No. Yeah, because I don't like when you talk. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sorry, Seth. Continue talking. Were you gonna say anything of value? Or no. Just- <laughs> it was just a. Was that just a hurt, Seth? Yeah. Quinn, that's okay. That's okay. Oh, you're giving me the biggest look of contempt right now. I'm upset. I'm glad. I'm hurting. Um, that's my goal. Okay. So age like milk. 
You know what? My tinfoil hat take last week was not bad. I picked the you Chargers did. over the Packers. You did. I picked the Ravens over the Patriots, and I picked the Giants over the Cowboys, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, it was the cat. The cat messed that up for me. They were the winning 9-3, to three and then the cat showed up. Uh, but they're basically, winning, they were in 93, and then all of a sudden they have a terrible offensive line. And Dan- Danny Dimes is just not what we thought he was Danny gonna Dimes. be. Yeah, and then their defense is porous, and the running game is awful. Yeah, so all of a sudden just that happens, and then <laughs> next thing Flaring you know, on. you're down 25. Con- <laughs> Connor's just guys. building a brick wall of insults, just like, <laughs> oh, let me put another layer on there, you know. <laughs> it's hey, not insults, hey, it's hey, sports now. Both of all you right. guys doubted me. That's true. Yeah, I doubted yeah, you. I, I, I did. Will, You're I'll, right. I'll, I'll so admit you were to that. wrong. Um, also, I will say you're wrong and evil. This 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 segment's become our weekly. Let's roast Seth about the 49ers not Guys, being legit segment. I just re-listened to our third episode where they had just won five straight games and I was like guys I'm I'm holding to it they're not going to make the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> and boy was I right because they're going to lose their next eight go eight and eight and, and miss the playoffs entirely GG is going to go down with three, nine, nine with three broken legs with three broken legs no they're eight no um, oh they had that bye week, yeah, the bye week. Yeah, forgot about that you know Quinn I want what Seth just said to be our intro in three weeks when they clinch <laughs> um, could you I'll, just I'll, get I'll that, do that yeah, yeah. as I'll, the intro I'll take that, I'll take that audio clip out and Gosh. yeah I'll and, I'll, and I'll say this but just gentlemen who's second in that division second it doesn't oh, matter the Seattle Seahawks baby seven and oh, two of course hustle and bustle Russell Wilson Who, I will say I think he's back on the ledger for MVP oh he's yeah first yeah he's yeah. It's still him I think mm. I think that one week against the Ravens might have ruined his chances no. had it been had it been you know a pattern from that point on, but uh, he yeah. came back to like mm-hmm. yeah, it just happened to be um, the Ravens. Who we'll, we'll talk about let's, later. Yeah, let's just go yeah. into our. I, I I think are the best <laughs> team in the NFL right now. Oh, let's just go into our I, segments. Uh, so, I want to talk about baseball. Surprise. Uh, no, uh, as you know, baseball is my favorite sport. So okay, <laughs> this is the last time we're going to talk about baseball for a while, um, and I want to wrap up this whole uh, baseball season. Sure. Um, so let's talk about the end of that season. Let's talk about the World Series, how that went. Um, and going into the offseason, there I can think of are three names um, that are going to be uh, big free agents this, this year, like Manny Machado and Bryce Harper were last year. Uh, Bryce Harper being on the Phillies, which Connor is, um, again, drinking out of his Phillies mug. Lifelong fan. Go Phillies, baby. Go Bryce Harper? Um, go Bryce Harper. Yeah, we're gonna get a uh, title to DC, Good. and he he pulled it he off. Did. He did. Um, he that. was on the Phillies, um, <laughs> unfortunately, but he said he it. He still and gets it a ring though, right? For, huh. for being on the Nats for so long. No, oh, that's too bad. Sucks for him. I think. Mm-hmm. F- a full disclosure: This is a side note. I think Bryce Harper is one of the most overrated players in baseball. Yeah, he's all talk. Mike Trout all talk, all hair. Talk. He had one good year, 2015. And Mike like Trout, no hair, no yeah, talk. And, and don't get me wrong, he had an excellent year, and also he had a good he had a good rookie season. Yeah. But I think since that, like he's been just like average. I mean, he's he's obviously good. He's but yeah. He's, he's nothing. He's amazing. like Grady Sizemore. Yeah. 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 He's we a lot like Grady Sizemore, except with a lot more hype around him. You know who Grady Sizemore? He's is? like Eric Munson. You know that name? Met. Uh, Indian, I think. Yeah, okay. Indian. He was like really good for like two seasons and then just like wasn't. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, but he was like consistently average. 
Yeah, I think. Well, I what we see with Bryce Harper though is like he he hits hard, but he doesn't hit for average. And he, well, he also like he also and like defense is incendiary. If you know what I mean, like he just he incendiary. goes off. Incendiary. He, he's like he's, he's a like, Pokemon. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's like the pompous. He's player. a level three Charizard. Yeah, yeah. He could use another evolution. I think yeah. is what yeah. we can all do. Got time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, but let's talk about that World Series. I think all of us predicted the Astros to win it. You know what? We made a smart decision last week. None of us made a pick. Yeah, <laughs> because was, we yeah. suck at making because baseball we're picks. Terrible. Yeah, and we saw the history and we saw the writing on the wall of we're gonna make a mistake here, and so we and all so abstain. we don't have to make it an age like milk. Dick. Yeah, an abstain mm-hmm. is a win, gentlemen. Yeah, less I, I is more. Yes, we retreat to fight and live another day. But I will say, I think that was one of the most exciting World Series I can remember in recent history. It yeah, it it was it good. was a dud. It seemed like it was gonna be a dud. Before it started, then it seemed like it was going to be a dud after two at games. Three, one. Yeah. yeah, and then it seemed like it was going to be a dud at three two. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, there were just so many points where we all expected it to be worse than it was. Yeah, um, and then it wasn't. I think I think honestly, um, I was reading an article ranking the game sevens in um, in in like World Series histories and re- recent World histories. Or, or, World series, not world histories. Recent world histories and alternate timelines. Today in world history class, we'll be studying world series. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, it was ranking that one as, I I was like top five or something like that. Because that was a good game seven. Oh, yeah. Like, Zach Granke pitching, uh, was it like a one-hit shutout through seven innings? And then all of a sudden, the Nationals just go off and then win it. Yeah, no, excellent, excellent. What a great game seven. Also, it's so much fun to watch a team that's never won a World Series before win a World Series because yeah. you're just like, man, you guys earned this. Like, you guys have been waiting yeah. for such a long time for this, and like, I'm living vicariously through you as a Padres fan. Because, Seattle Mariners. Yeah. Hey, we're coming for you, World Series. We're coming hey, for you, pennant. Uh, we're the new Cubs. That's dope. When the Cubs, well, won- the Cubs had made. That's World true. Series appearances. All we, but here's the thing about the Cubs is they had. <laughs> we're, we're, it's going to be even cooler than the freaking Cubs because we'll probably go, I mean, 300, 400 years before ever winning a World <laughs> Series. So it's going to be way cooler. But I'll be dead. That'll be a bummer. Will but you? they'll win in a couple hundred years, and that'll be sick. It's going to be it's going to be 2300, and we're going to be doing if, this podcast in the afterlife. Yeah. And oh, yeah, yo, God, hook us up with that recording <laughs> studio in heaven. <laughs> and we're going to be doing the podcast, and all of heaven's going to be listening to our podcast. And here's the thing about the Mariners. Unlikely. And then the Mariners are finally going to win, and Connor's just going to celebrate. If no one listens to us on earth, are people really going to listen to us in the afterlife? I mean, well, I if, feel like hey, if it's forever, imagine, imagine we'll if nothing we get, else like, to do. Ken Griffey Jr. on the podcast. Is he going to be in heaven, though? I mean, he plays yes, for the Mariners. Yes, he will. <laughs> Seth Sut. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe Ichiro, me, Ken Griffey Jr., Raul Baez, all in heaven together. Did you guys see that video I sent you yesterday? No, which one was the it? The one with Ichiro's favorite American expression. Oh, which one was it? I can't, I can't say it on the air. But, it's great. But you should look it up. Yeah, it's it's an interview time. with Bob Costas. Um, <laughs> I'll just say this about the whole Mariner World Series conversation. If there's a race at at play here, gentlemen, the sun is going to age long enough to where it's going to become um, a supernova 
or um, a neutron star. Actual tinfoil hot take? Ha- yeah, hot take. The sun is going to explode um, in a couple billion years. And this Tune is into ho- GPS sports for hot take. The sun is going to explode. <laughs> no, listen. This take is as hot as the sun will get. So the Mariners are racing. We're racing time. It's can we win a World Series before the sun goes supernova? We have a, like a billion years before the sun goes supernova. <laughs> and I think that we can win a World Series. We just got to get the bullpen in order. We got to get our hitting lined up. And I think we have a really good shot of beating the sun. <laughs> beating the sun, period. I, I end my hot take there. It's Mariners versus the sun. And uh, we haven't <laughs> won yet, but it's looking good. I'm going to say... You're not winning anytime soon, buddy. So you may not be too far off on that. It's it's true that the sun is getting closer to supernova, but so are the Mariners from a World Series. So um, it's neck and neck right now of of what will happen first: a billion years or a Mariners World Series. I don't know which. I don't think they're close right now. They had a few years where they they could have been serious contenders, but like I, they're at a point now where like. The best they can do is start a season out thirteen and what was it three? Yeah, they were like thirteen and, then, and two or something. Yeah, and, and be the best team in the American the League Mariners. and then just like bomb. You can look it up. We had a podcast last spring where it was like, "Hey Connor, I remember it was that. on SoundCloud, yep. and it is, Hey Connor, look at the Mariners.'" And I said, "Don't you dare, gentlemen! Don't was, you believe it? It was true. It was." The time where the Mariners were leading the American League and the Padres were leading the National League. Yeah, what what me and Quinn call the good old days. <laughs> yep, it was like 20 games into the season. Simpler times. Simpler Way times. Way too early. All right, we got to move on. No, we I'm don't. Dying. I can talk about baseball as long as I want, Seth. <sighs> Please don't. Um, right. no, what? Yeah, I, I agree. Let's, let's talk about, because uh, some big games in the NFL last week, two in particular that I want to talk about. Yeah. Um. And then Connor wants to do a little segment of his own, and I'll let him introduce that. <laughs> Thank you. I, yeah, <laughs> I will introduce it. Um, the Ravens, um, they beat the Patriots, and I think all of us <laughs> were like, none of us made a made a. Uh, we played it safe, didn't make a take about that. Yeah. Um, it was the game of the week, though. I, we knew. I it'd did be good. think the Patriots were going to win, though. I and I did make a take, and I said Ravens would win. Did you? And I, I was pretty convinced. Well, Here's the yeah. thing about the Patriot defense is they were exposed by a really good scrambling quarterback. Yeah. Um, and Lamar Jackson's obviously I want to call him the best scrambling quarterback since Michael Vick. I don't yeah. think I think that take will age well, um, if he can stay healthy. Uh like that's just such a minor take that none of us are gonna remember. I know, but if, like if it isn't RG three is a really good example of he blew his knee out and yeah. then he was like really um he was he fell out of the NFL. But he was never as good as Lamar was. He, well, I, I, I don't I don't know. I, if well, I also, Michael Vick's the last person to be this good. Yeah. I think there's something to be said though about rushing quarterbacks and, and guys that that do this, you know, like Lamar does, like Mike Vick does, even like RG3 in his prime or Cam Newton even. Yeah, Newton's at, at a great point, example of that. Um they injure themselves a lot. Yeah. Probably more than other quarterbacks or do. Lamar's not big, you, you know. know which makes so, me worried. Yeah, so you got you got a guy like uh, like Philip Rivers, for instance, who has 
not missed a start since debuting for the Chargers. <laughs> but he also hasn't left the pocket. Yeah, since right. Exactly. Started for the Chargers. Exactly. And that's the that's the thing is like he's safe. You yeah, know? you're right. And and he doesn't he doesn't play it risky. And he's never made it. I don't believe to an AFC Championship. Nope. Uh, championship. Maybe. Maybe with L. Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand seven. Maybe. Okay, I'd believe that. Yeah. But yeah, he's never. We know he's never made a Super Bowl. No. Um. Which is a bummer because I think he deserves one. That's that's a yeah. He's time. he's been carrying that team for a minute. I think I think I really wanted Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates to to win. A Antonio Super Bowl. Gates. They they deserved guy, it. That that duo player. was probably one of the best quarterback tight end duos in uh, in NFL history. Yeah yeah. Um, Quinn, I want to hear why you think that the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. Yeah. Um. I just well, for me, they just have everything. You know, like it's a complete team. You know, yeah. I don't I, I don't look at the Ravens and I, I, I say like, oh, they're missing this, you know? Like it feels cohesive and it feels like a team that's got it together. Yeah. Um they've shown time and time again um that they have all the pieces together mm-hmm. and they have the offense. Holy cow, do they have the offense? Yeah, yeah. Um, they have the defense, which I think surprised everybody. Like, uh, people weren't expecting this to be a defensively good team. Like, granted, they're not excellent, mm-hmm. but they're good, they're serviceable, and they do a good job. Um, and I think going into the season, if you had asked someone what is the Ravens' weakness going to be, probably defense. Yeah. Their coaching staff has been doing an amazing job, and I I want to yeah redesigning their offense was really absolutely awesome. If sorry, keep going. No, no, you're you're good. Go. Uh, If I want to piggyback on what Quinn is saying, I don't know if the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. That might still be held by the Patriots, and I think that the Saints are on a bye week. I mean, honestly, if it is if it is by the Patriots. I'll say that it's close. Yeah, but the matchup, I think we can go to the matchup yes. of Ravens versus Patriots. Are Patriots a better team? Maybe because of how their defense has been playing, though it has been against worse quarterbacks. But So was look, last week's game a fluke? It wasn't a as, fluke. As a matchup. It, it, was, it, it was a yes, matchup success. It was exactly a matchup because you can't plan for Lamar. And a fun stat is Lamar is 11-1 against teams that he's playing for the first time. Wow. That only loss is to the Chiefs. Full strength, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. Wait, was that Chiefs? This year, Chiefs? I was last year. Okay, so that makes yeah. sense because the Chiefs had an incredible offense. Right. And so, but in teams that he's playing again, he already has three losses. He lost in the playoffs to the Chargers. Versus how many wins? Uh, I don't know how many times he's played uh, the Steelers or the Browns, or not the Browns, the Bengals. I. So if if he has wins, it's like one or two wins, and it's against teams from his own division. Yeah. But the losses are against the Browns, uh, the uh, Chiefs, um, and then the Chargers. And so the Chargers played them once, got, got it handed to them at the Chargers' place. Then uh, the Ravens lost in the playoffs at home uh, because the Chargers figured it out. They, they, they watched it done to them once, and then they learned from that. Um, and progress forward. Uh, Chiefs game was close, and then the Browns. The Browns should not have beaten the Ravens. We all understand that. We all know that. But they played against the Ravens. They planned for the Ravens very well. They understood that team because they're in their division. And so that's what worries me going forward. Is I'm very interested to see the reaction of the Bengals, Browns, and Steelers. Now that they've all played the Ravens once, what the Ravens will do against those teams. Yeah, and here's what was interesting about that game is Bill Belichick is always, like, his 
um, he's always prided on being able to take care of the team he's facing's biggest weapon yeah. and take it out of the game. And <coughs> he was unable to do that with Lamar Jackson. And that was really fascinating to me. And I'm interested to see how that might play into the a playoff game. Maybe that's an AFC championship or a division round type right. of game uh, for the Ravens and Patriots. So I was, I'll say this to um, the, the defense of the, uh, of the Patriots has a, an exceptional secondary, but they don't have, I think the type of speed necessary to take care of Lamar Jackson, Correct. because you need like elite defensive speed yeah. to take care of him. And I think what we're seeing is the emergence of him as a sort of star in the league. Um, and that game was really big for him. So the Patriots, I think they're going to come out and they could go 15 and one this year. They could go 14 and two that that's still like probably the best team in the NFL. But this is big for Lamar as his sort of he's planting his flag in like, hey, man, I'm an NFL superstar. Take me seriously. This is bigger for the Ravens than it is for the Patriots. Then it is because bad the Patriots, for the Patriots. Yeah. Because the yeah. Patriots can learn from this and they can come back from this. Right. But I'm saying with the Ravens, watch the game against the 49ers because you've got Nick Bosa rushing. Watch that game against the Rams because you've got Aaron Donald coming at you right up the middle. Um, and watch the game against the Browns because you have Miles Garrett and a pretty good defensive line there. And so those are the games where I want to see Lamar win because he's yeah. got those guys coming at him. Um, I want to soft transition um, to something that we talked about a lot last year on the podcast. And I know this is like the, you know, so I, I, we got to kind of talk a little bit about it more because we don't actually have those on record, um, unfortunately. But we talked a lot last year about the Browns and Baker Mayfield in particular. And I think what Lamar Jackson is this year is what a lot of people were thinking Baker Mayfield was going to be this year. Yes. I understand what you mean. I think um, that's good, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's a great transition into... We talked a lot about the Browns last year. Like it mm-hmm. was, it was a, it was kind of like one of our little inside jokes. Like, oh, let's, what's going on with the Browns? Yeah, like, yeah, our, yeah. our weekly little segment on that. Yeah. But... Realistically, what's the Browns' record right now? Two and six. Two and six. Right. Which is worse than last year. Yeah. Mm. And it begs the question this is a team that everyone was like, this is a good young team. They have the defensive production going to this year. They have the defensive production. They have the offensive capability to do something great. They have a good young quarterback. They have Odell Beckham Jr., yep. who has been one of the premier wide receivers. And Jarvis Landry, the and same. And Jarvis Landry, yeah. On either side. Um, what happened? Yeah, let me tell What's you, What's not clicking this year? Yeah. And is it is it fatal to them as a rebuild? No, because I think it's their coaching. I think Freddie Kitchen sucks. Um, I see a lot of... When I watch the Patriots offense, when I watch the Ravens offense, when I watch a lot of the Packers offense, this was true of the Bears offense last year. I don't even know what's going on this year. Well, I do. It's Mitch Trubisky, but we could talk about that later. But when I watch the... Um, when I watch the Cleveland Browns offense, every play they do seems like every play that's successful seems like a talent play and not a system play. And by that, I mean, it looks like it's Odell making an all-star catch, or it looks like Baker hitting a tight window, or it looks like Nick Chubb running for 50 yards. Like it looks like, Oh dang, we got a lucky big play. It doesn't seem systematic. It doesn't seem very strategic. strategic. It doesn't plan. And I think that's a symptom just, just on the eye test, right? Like I'm not an NFL analyst by any stretch of the means, but 
I see their I just see what they're doing with Baker. Baker, first of all, has been really disappointing. And his talent has he's thrown a ton of interceptions. I don't even know if he's not thrown an interception. His statistics in the fourth quarter, I think is like zero touchdowns, eleven interceptions. Baker like, Mayfield it's has awful. the lowest passer rating in the NFL when not under pressure uh this season. Yeah. He is the only quarterback with more interceptions than touchdown passes when not pressured. <laughs> My boy. Whoa. Yeah. You know, and that's a great example of, I think he has been lackluster, certainly, as a quarterback. But also, when you see him on an RPO, it is like he can he can make and he has made good plays before. Last year, he was showing promise. So I think it is more of a scheme issue dealing with Freddie Kitchens. It seems like with when I watch the Browns, it doesn't seem things like are planned, and it seems um, it seems really, I don't know. I just watch the Browns, and I say, I say when I watch them, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, I, I they're throwing think, fades to the back of the end zone at the ten yard line. I do think that there's an issue with Baker this year, and I don't know what it is because last year he was showing signs of promise as a great QB. This year, what I, I, one thing that I've noticed is he. He's got an arm on him. He's got a cannon of an arm. Like yeah. he, he rockets balls. But what he does is he he has a lot of passes that end up trailing the wide receivers. Yeah. Um and and you only have to watch one Browns game to to realize that and just like pick that out. And instead of instead of actually like passing to the wide receivers, he ends up misjudging that. And and for whatever reason, that's been a trend this year that wasn't necessarily a trend last year. And that might be an issue with confidence in his team, confidence in the coaching staff, chemistry with the wide receivers, maybe. He's a kid. But but in the end, Baker Mayfield is a problem right now. Oh yeah. And I don't think there's any there's any yeah. misjudging that. I think his Baker Mayfield's a problem. And I think the bigger problem, and this the and this really highlights Baker's flaws, is Freddie Kitchens and um the I way agree. that the Browns Absolutely. are run. I think if you give him a good coach, first of all, the Browns haven't had a good coach in forever. And I can't remember the last time. Where maybe you, it was Jim you, Brown, who's the Browns are named after. Where would you go? For a coach for them, if if you're the Browns, what are you doing with your coaching staff right now? It's Offensive coordinator. When when yeah. are you when are you firing them? Who are you replacing? I think there. That's a good question, Quinn. I would go. And are there to, any valid options right now? I would go to college. Yeah. Um. I want to say who is the coach of the Sooners? What's his name? That guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, here I'm gonna look up his name because that is. Who that is where I would go. Well, well, you do that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just gonna say about Baker. You Lincoln know, Riley. S- Sorry. Oh yeah. Go Conti- ahead. You go forward. Um, I'm just gonna quickly say about Baker. It's it's interesting to me because we've seen him the last couple weeks uh, make these big press statements that we have heard from the types of Kirk Cousins, um, from Aaron Rodgers, where they're like, "I've been a disappointment. The team's been a disappointment. Watch us turn it around." And then they do. Like Kirk Cousins, since making that press speech and since starting the, the season so terribly, and his teammates were kind of on him, he's been lights out. Uh, we remember a few years ago when Aaron Rodgers and the, the Packers had a terrible start, and then they won like seven straight games or something like that. Baker wants to be that guy. He wants to be that energy, and he's got this personality that's like, I'm gonna be that, and I'm gonna be on the news for being so cool and talking myself up. Mm-hmm. And then 
coming to it. And he can't because this is this is the NFL and he is not at that skill level that he thinks he is. He literally, he needs to walk before he can run. And right now, the Browns need him to be an average to slightly above average quarterback. He is a bottom 10, maybe bottom five quarterback in this league right now. If he were average, but they would win more people games. people or were at the beginning of the season acting as if he was a top 10 quarterback. Well, yeah, but then he and I think then that he lets that get to issue. him. Yep, yep absolutely. Cuz he's thrown to two of the greatest receivers. He's got the one of the best running backs to hand off to and he's got a defense that he can rely on. And if there's one thing Baker Mayfield has been, I I I, I think the guy's great. Don't get me wrong, but he's cocky. Yeah. And that gets him more cocky and overconfident in his abilities. So if if they don't fire Kitchens, this this season is a total loss. Yeah, because I I don't know. Do you think they fire him midseason? I yes. hope that they do because they need that kind of change. Because I think after this Broncos loss, that the Broncos win was going to be that last thing that could be like we're still in this. Like let's fight hey, for the North. Hey Quinn, tell me the winning quarterback of the Denver Broncos last week. It's okay if you can't. <laughs> I can't. His name was Brandon Allen. He he started for Arkansas like two years ago. Yeah, he's and, terrible. And that's who beat up on the Browns is Brandon Allen. And so, and, well, okay, and that's another thing. Their defense was being touted at the beginning of the year as mm-hmm. one of the best defenses. What's the issue with that? Is is it coaching again? I want to say it's coaching, Quinn, because I don't understand how a team on paper can do so poorly on the field. And so I am going to vouch for Lincoln Riley. This is a point I was making beforehand, but I couldn't think of his name. Um, he is he he coached Baker um, in 2017, I think. When did Baker get drafted? 2018? Yeah. Lincoln Riley was his coach um, when Baker went to the, uh, I want to say, Rose Bowl. And um, and he is the coach right now uh, of the success. He is behind the success of Kyler Murray, and he's behind the success, right? Kyler Murray, Oklahoma? Uh, Am yeah. I wrong? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Kyler Murray, Oklahoma. But yeah, you're under right. Lincoln you're Riley. Right. And he, all, yeah. And then also he was, um, and right now he's behind Jalen the Hurts. Uh, success of Jalen Hurts. So I want, and he has that's the they have the first ranked offense right now in points per game in the entire uh, FBS. Yeah. So I just want to vouch for um, to answer your question, Quinn. I think I saw Colin Cowherd, um, a Fox Sports analyst, say that that is a name, um, that is a type of uh, re recharge that the Browns could need. I don't know what the problem is. Um, I know that Baker. Is I think he's better than what he's showing this year, and because of the coach, it's really highlighting his flaws. He might be bad, and I I'd be like I'd be open handed with that opinion that he's good, but I think it really is Freddie Kitchens' fault, and we could get him out of here, give Baker another chance, give him give him a three four year um, bout with the uh, Browns, and see where we go from there. Now here's another question: Is the fact that his highlight or his flaws are being highlighted right now? Um, because because of this terrible coaching staff, you know, is that something that other teams are going to be able to pick up on in coming years and take advantage of? Oh yeah, they're going to take advantage. In, in, of In other words, is that is that uh, the Broncos took advantage of it, and they're also they were two and five. Right, but what I'm saying is, even if they were to change up the coaching staff, are teams now going to be able to hone in on Baker Mayfield and say, "Oh, look, he really does this a lot." 
Well, under under the system of Freddie Kitchens, that is what Baker Mayfield does. And it, it would be on the coaching staff of the new Cleveland Browns to say, we're going to do something different. That is exactly what happened with Lamar Jackson, in fact, because Lamar last year stepped into a Joe Flacco-type offense, an offense that was designed for Joe Flacco yeah. at the beginning of last year. Well, the Ravens are a well-run team. So yeah, and then they one year switched. later, they come back and they yeah. adjust Quinn and they say, all right, now we're going to have a Lamar Jackson offense. And that's offense. exactly what the Browns need to do, except the exactly. Browns don't have an established offense and no uh, that's another thing they're working from scratch yeah they're they don't trying have an to build a team identity up. to build off of yeah the the and, Ravens, and that's on freddie kitchens awesome. right like he needs to build an identity like that's your job as a coach is like absolutely this is yeah. what we're about you know who's a good coach mike freaking tomlin okay like the the pittsburgh steelers lose big ben they lose Le'Veon bell they lose antonio brown they lose that showtime steelers and you know mike tomlin i think he's never gone under 500 as a coach. Yeah, and right now he's crazy. four and four with Mason freaking Rudolph. Yeah. And in the backfield, he's got his third string running back. Um, they're, they're as doing a coach, it. Yeah. that is a sign of success. That's identity. They're right? in the race, which is crazy. They are still in <laughs> it. Because the AFC be. does kind of suck. And yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick, what's he got? Like four interceptions over the last three interceptions yeah. over the last couple of weeks. He had a pick six last week. Yeah. I think when you, there are coaches out here, Bill Belichick is a great example, even though he's the greatest coach of all time. So, of course, he's the, the quintessence of a good example. There are There's examples of good coaches. Okay, here's one. Kyle Shanahan. Right. You want to see a team that had no identity. I think it was like two years ago. We had um, Brian Hoyer starting two two or three years ago. We had Brian freaking Hoyer starting for the San Francisco 49ers. And now we see this electric speed run team with Jimmy Garoppolo. And then we have this young, really crazy defense with um, Bosa. Nick Bosa has been going absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, And so. You see an identity built by a good coach in what Kyle Shanahan has done with the 49ers and what Bill Belichick is doing with the Patriots, and that's not what the Browns have in uh, what Freddie Kitchens is doing. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I think that's that's a great assessment of why this why this team hasn't been the I'm team ex- that it should be. I'm excited for Connor's segment. Yeah, Connor's okay, I, I, I do want to get to this. Um, yes. We could talk about the Dolphins, but. You know, we've established already that. <laughs> Did the you guys see that he are... got a Gatorade poured on him? Yeah, that's <laughs> he won so one game. I, I know love it. that's like in basketball when your friend who doesn't ever make any points like like shoots a layup and it goes in. And everyone goes ah! like. So I always feel bad for him. Like everyone, stop making this a big deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretend like it's a no big deal. Like I mean, that's just, better celebration. Like yeah, thanks guys. Uh, um, <laughs> what, what first, I, like I, fourth game made his first two points. I'm glad I did such a good job. <laughs> I think I'm so cool. Is this what winning feels like? <laughs> no. <laughs> I found out this weekend that my dad. Side side note, I found out this weekend that my dad's like alternate team growing up because the Chargers weren't great when my dad was growing up um, was the Dolphins. Oh no! Because uh, was that Dan Marino? Was that when? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, you know Isaac, right? Yeah. Um, he lives in your house, Seth. Um, yeah, but he came. He came down to San Diego with. <laughs> That's a few like of who? Us. You, you know, you know that guy. Yeah. That's like I don't know. I live he, with so he many people. He came down to San Diego with a few of us and my friends this weekend, and he was wearing a Dolphins hoodie. And my dad was like, "Oh look, the Dolphins. You like that team? I like that team." And I looked at my dad, and I'm like, "You what? What? <laughs> what? You, dad, do you, you can't still say, like that team? That dad, stop! You're embarrassing me in front of my friends." In, in my dad's defense, he hasn't followed football since the Chargers left San Diego. Respect. Yeah, Much like anyone. Which, by the way, sorry, Connor, we'll get to your segment in a second, but did you see that Will article? Will Connor's segment happen? Find out. <laughs> Stay tuned. Did you see that article I sent you? Yeah. You guys in the in the group chat? Which one? 
the one that said the Chargers might move to London. Yeah, I had. You know what happened? I have what? a quote for you, Quinn. Oh man, is it what Spanos said? It was what Dean Spanos yeah. said. Who had? I went pull up Dean Spanos's quote to. Uh, it I was rumored. It. So wanna... the story goes for our listeners at home, of which there are many. <laughs> to all of you, you, My, you mom, you, you, you. <laughs> um, get it? Echoes yeah, okay. No one's there. <laughs> Uh, it's oh yeah, I you found, got the quote. I found the article. All right, pull up the article, yeah. and then I'll pull up the Dean Spanos <laughs> response. Oh, I have I have the response. Oh, you got That's the response the too. All right, great. Anyway, the the article was like the Chargers might be moving to London or something like that. Like, there's a report. Sources say Chargers would be open to a move to London. Sources. <laughs> Dean Spanos says it's total. I, I can yeah, and BS. You know. Um, we're not going to London. We're not going anywhere. We're playing in Los Angeles. This is our home, and this is where we're planning to be for a long effing time, period. Hello. I hate that man. <laughs> I hate that man with a passion. Yeah. Dean Spanos is my least favorite human being. Sounds like planet. he hates you, too, Quinn. He does not seem like a happy guy. I, honestly, I... I you know, he's Don't running a team where at his home stadium, 80% of the fans were Packers fans, and they still won. So, yeah, you yeah. know, good well, for okay. him. Dean Spanos... I know, that's so... Is the... The fact that he puts his logo on the field is kind of super disgusting. I don't. <laughs> he's kind of super. He's disgusting. kind of a super disgusting human being. I, do you guys remember like the first few weeks that we did this podcast? I think it was like episode three, ever, yeah. Ever, yeah. ever, yeah, like a year ago. I I just went on this like twenty minute rant about the Chargers back and when how, it was on SoundCloud and we didn't have to care. Yeah, well, it's still gonna be on. It's still on SoundCloud. Oh yeah, high torch people. Yeah, it's on. It's on Spotify too now, which is I think easier to listen on. And Apple Music, check and us out Apple on the Music. podcast app. And not YouTube, because I kind of dropped the ball on that. But nah, you know that's what? Fine. That's that's an off-season thing. Will we get to Cotter's segment? Find out. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chargers, I, I hate Dean Spanos with a passion, and I could go on about it for 20 minutes like I did in that episode, but I'm not going to because Connor's got a segment. Cute. Welcome to Connor's Who's Bumming and Who's Humming. <laughs> Are we singing the Eagle Vision theme Maybe. song? Maybe. <laughs> all right. So this is just my my this all this segment is is I'm gonna do a couple of takes about who in the NFL or NBA or MLB or what have you. Perhaps a hockey take one week. I don't know. NHL man. What can Math I say? Part? I have. Um, I have, a, I have a wide range of palette in my sports loves. Okay, so who's bumming? These are teams, franchises, who have franchise teams, whatever, of what has not met the expectation that we thought it was going to in the beginning of the season. An example of this um, is... So, so this, sorry, this segment yeah. would be more of like a, like a mid-season thing, not like an every week thing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's bumming and who's humming will come around rarely. And when it I, does, I like it is going to be a big freaking deal. And, um, and all I mean it to be... And it's attention, kids. A big my deal is what the deal <laughs> is, man. And that's a deal. All right. So who's bumming? I want to open this out with the Cleveland Browns. We already had a big Cleveland Browns discussion, um, and so I'm going to just make that one short and sweet. I think the they just have not met the expectation that we thought they were going to do. On paper, yeah. they look good, and it is the fault of the coaching staff. We already went through that. Yeah. Next, who's bumming? The Bears. I am really, really, really upset about what's going on with the Bears. They lost this week. Who would they play, Seth? They lost to... Somebody the bad. Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. The rock band. Not the ones that, that do hotel <laughs> California. <laughs> really lost to the Eagles. Yeah. Um, and I think it is. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is good, guys. I want to go on record saying, you know who's bumming? Mitch Trubisky. He seems like a nice guy, but 
I don't know what is going on with that offense. I really believe in Matt Nagy, the coach of the Bears. I think their defense is actually stellar. But it's really hard to play defense when you're on the field the whole game and your offense can't take care of the freaking ball. Disagree. Mitch Trubisky is an elite quarterback. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Within Ca- the same tier Ca- as Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah. <Fair>. Counter-argument. Um, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, I think... I see Mitch Trubisky really sailing on a lot of his passes. He seems like a quarterback who is always three passes away from like being on rhythm, and he's always just off rhythm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. this is just yeah, going yeah. by the eye test. But whenever I see Mitch Trubisky miss a ball, it's like, oh, he's just off rhythm. We get him on rhythm. He's going to be fine. He can make a good pass. And we've seen him make good passes on before. But if you go back to that draft, you know who's also in that draft pick picked after him? Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Right. Yeah. And so though that's just two examples of um, if you are the 49ers back when they traded for that pick, when the Bears went from the three to the two to get Mitch Trubisky. This was the Jared Goff, Mitch Trubisky mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. one two draft. They the 49ers ended up getting um, they ended up getting like some offensive tackle and two picks or whatever. It was very. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then the um the bears get Mitch Trubisky and i think the 49ers that is a a really big win as it stands today i think Mitch Trubisky is the type of quarterback who i could see turn around because of what he did last year but he's just really been bumming me out he's been bumming me out and i bet he's bummed because he's been really underperforming and their offense should be way better the bears should be way more elite but they have been playing lackluster i'm bummed out by the bears that's facts next who's humming now, humming is the opposite of bumming. I mean, like, you're in a field, there's a little butterfly, and you're just... Cruising down it with a hummer. Sonic. Oh, yeah, you're just humming <laughs> straight through that field. You're on your way to the beach to hang out with some girls. All right. So, you know who's humming? The Chiefs. I really liked their win last week against the Vikings. I thought the Vikings were red hot coming into that game, and um, they pulled that game off with Pat Mahomes not playing. And that's Matt Moore. Matt Moore... Matt Moore, the mediocre quarterback, MM the QB, and MMM the QB. And I think that they're humming, baby, because the the AFC is just not as good as it used to be. Um, I, I guess last year or the year before, it's not good. It's not as good as the years past. I yeah. really like what the Chiefs are doing offensively. Tyreek Hill's a monster. Like watching him play. What did you see the the play where he caught up yeah. to Damian Williams? Uh-huh. Damian Williams has tied for the longest run in Chiefs history, ninety one yards. Tyreek Hill's like ten yards behind him, and he catches up to him, runs side by side with him into the end zone. Love it. Yeah, so between him and Nicole Hardman, they have tons of speed. The Chiefs are humming. Pat Mahomes is coming back. Yes, That's going to be a good game. Next, Hustle, Hustle Wilson. Russell Wilson. Hustle little, and Bustle. A little bias introduced Wilson. here. Oh, baby. Um, I'm talking five freaking touchdowns. It sure helps your MVP campaign when you get to go against the poorest defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, I think Russell Wilson, the MVP talk conversation is always in flux in in all sports it's always like everyone's always a prisoner of the moment of like who performed the best the week previous but Russell Wilson I think he's put together he has 25 total touchdowns one interception 2500 yards as it stands what are we going in week nine mm-hmm. those are MVP numbers his team is seven and two I think if the Seahawks can get to 12 uh, wins maybe 11 11 is probably most realistic because we haven't gone against the 49ers yet twice oh. and we have the Rams 
and we have the Vikings to play. So, and we have Carolina. Like the the, the Seahawks have a hard who aren't legit, second by half. The way. <laughs> um, and so, as it stands right now, Russell Wilson's looking pretty good. He's humming along in his MVP campaign. However, he's going to go against some really tough defenses, and we're going to and the Seahawks defense is going to go against some really hard offenses at that. So. The, the Seahawks are 7-2 right now. Russell Wilson's looking good. However, I want it to be said right now, I, as a Seahawks fan, am worried about what's coming next because I feel like as a poor, we, we have a backup center. We're missing an offense, another offensive lineman every freaking week, and um, our defense just doesn't seem to be able to put two three-and-outs together to save our lives. Um I think for the Seahawks, they're going to be exposed as the weeks come on. Yep. There's a p- potential of that happening. So I'm nervous for Hustle Bustle Russell. However, as it stands right now, he's we're doing really good. I'm very happy with his numbers. Um, he's he's just been the man. He's just locked in. And thus concludes Connor's bumming and humming. Yay. Thank Yay, you. Connor. I love Thank it. You. Thank you. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about NBA real quick and then go into tinfoil hats? Um, How much time we got, Quinn? Uh, we're at 45 minutes. Go quick, Seth. Hit uh, it. You just yeah, yeah, hit some points. I'll hit some points. Because uh, I'm not going to be able to <laughs> All right, so here's much. what's up. Uh, Lakers, 5-1. and one. Fill, You're filling me in, by the way. Yeah, sure. I'm good with that. Uh, Lakers, 5-1. and one. Their only loss was to the Clippers, and that was obviously week one, game one. Um, and since then, they've been cruising against some Five really straight. good teams. Uh, they've played the Jazz. They played the Spurs, who were at the mm-hmm. top of the West. Um, they've played uh, the Mavericks. They took down them in overtime. And Dude, Luca, that's a bad man. He's, he's, a, he's bad a bad man. Bad man. Um, and that's why help. Uh, he's <laughs> dropped two straight triple doubles um, and like good triple Luka doubles. Luca Doncic. Okay, good. Like, like I, 13, I, I can, 14 I can assists. That. He's a twenty-year-old. Uh, hey, all you got to do is tell me triple doubles. <laughs> good. Uh, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> triple doubles. Uh, so yeah, he's he's been doing incredible. Lakers just they've been gelling, which I think isn't something that we necessarily expected. Um, and so to see that happen has been really cool. Philadelphia five and one. Um, their one loss to the Phoenix Suns. Um, Phoenix has been looking real nice. Kind of funny. Ki- kind of different and a little odd. What's their record? They're five, five and two. They're five and two right now. And they just uh, yeah they they just gave the Sixers their first loss. Who's, last night? Who's uh? Who's Who? scoring other Who's than scoring? Devin? Booker. Devin, we got Devin Booker scoring. Well, yes. We also got, uh, what, is Ricky Rubio? We got Rubio out there. Rubio is present. Uh, Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines, perhaps present. He's doing some things sometimes. But yeah, Suns are interesting. This probably won't hold up. But you Oubre, know the fact. Kelly, Saric. They're, they're taking down <laughs> good teams. Um, they beat the Clippers. They beat Philadelphia. Uh, they beat the Warriors, which means nothing anymore, but still, that happened. Um, Warriors, obviously, Steph broke his hand, um, and so that, that dynasty is clearly over. Um, uh, for what it was, it is not the same. It's not going to be the same. I think the Warriors are tanking this year, Seth. And yeah. then, and we'll, we could see a resurgence because Draymond Clay and Seth can come back. Steph, Seth. Steph. It's me. And Seth Curry, Steph's brother. Um, no, but like the, the big three can come back and they could have a type of late prime resurgence. Um, Eric pa- Pascal, Pascal, Paschal, yes. he looks good. He's dropped two straight 30 point games. Um, and this is just NBA news, regular season talk. Uh, the Warriors, they're going to be tanking, maybe good in the future. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of it for basketball. Good. I guess last thing is just, uh, 
Kyrie is trying to carry Brooklyn on his back, and that's that's never going to work out that well. It um, will in the yeah. East a little in the regular season, yeah, but for a, a high bit. seed, it's not going to have a lot of success. They're not going to win a series. No, and if they do, it's one. And they, I don't know, man. Yeah. KD's out the whole year. He said that, um, yes. and so Kyrie's going to be the man. I think Kyrie should take take this year lighter, so that when he has KD, he can go heavier with um, a better player. Yes. Um, I want to get to the tinfoil hat takes yeah. um, because I really personally like mine for this this week. <laughs> um, I, I'll, and I, I have reasoning behind it. It's not just personal preference. Again, this is probably going to be the last podcast we talk about baseball to any extent about for a while. Um, so I want to get it out of the way here <laughs> instead get of having to your, talk about it. Get it off your chest. Yeah, in the future. Um there are two well there there are three major free agents this this season and we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the podcast those three free agents are Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg and Anthony Rendon. Connor, for you, um Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg, pitchers. <laughs> Anthony Rendon, probably the best third baseman in the game right now. Garrett uh, Cole's barring uh, Alex Bregman. Sure. So, okay. Got no, that? No, I understand. They're, they're both, they all play in the World Series. Right. So, yeah, no, so I saw them. Yes. Because that's the only baseball I watched this year. <laughs> Great. Um, so, here's my tinfoil hat take. Yes. Um, and, again, tinfoil hat means I, I um, honestly am not sure it's going to happen. But hey, man. I'd love to see it happen. It's the nature of the bit. Garrett Cole is going to the Braves. Sure. I think the Braves have the, the money to spend on Garrett Cole. I think they need a solid ace at the start of their rotation, and Garrett Cole would really help boost that rotation. The Braves were a playoff team this year. How great would it be for them to get that boost and become a World Series team and not just an NLDS team, right? I like it. I think I think Garrett Cole could get signed by the Braves, and I don't think that's a team that anyone's talking about uh, with regards to Cole. Now this one. This is one that a lot, a lot more people are are t- are talking about um, as a possibility. So it's not that far out of the picture. I think Steven Strasburg is going to sign with the Padres. Oh yeah, baby! Wow, take the way of Manny Machado. <clears throat> here's my here's my reasoning, and this one I have a lot more developed reasoning on. Steven Strasburg grew up in San Diego. There are videos of him as a five-year-old kid. This is some kid. real tinfoil hat wow. business going on right there now. There are videos of him as a five-year-old kid saying, "Saying, I, I just want one day like, like my role model is Tony Gwynn. I want to be like Tony Gwynn." And like he goes into college and he says, "My, my dream is to play baseball, win a World Series, and be on the San Diego Padres." So. As a child, this was his dream. You know, you have that dream of being on, on, on a baseball team. You have that dream, like when you're a kid, that you're just like, you know, Dad, I wanna, I wanna win a World Series. I wanna, I wanna play, you know, first base or shortstop. Yeah. For you know, Connor, maybe for you, like for the Mariners, you know. Yeah, dude, I'm serious. I wanted to play second base for the Mariners. You want to be like up for there sure. with Ichiro, you know? You want to yes, be sir. playing like side by side with your childhood heroes. Yeah. For for Steven Strasburg, that was his childhood dream, is playing Ooh. for the Padres. That's reason number one. There's more. So, uh, you guys probably don't know this because nobody follows the Padres closely, except for me. Um, nope. <laughs> the Padres have a catcher by the name of Austin Hedges. Austin Hedges 
is uh, you know they have a platoon going. They yeah. have prospect Francisco Mejia, who came up last year and had what I think is a great season offensively. Austin Hedges is far and away the best defensive catcher in the National League, perhaps in Major League Baseball. I like it. The reason I say that, you, you guys both know what war is, wins a re- replacement. Yes. I've explained that Yeah, we before. talked about that during... Connor, you know what that means? War. Huh. War? Yeah. Yeah. Wins above replacement, baby. <laughs> cool. Wow, he wasn't paying attention. Anyway, so... Austin Hedge offensively, by his offensive production alone, has about a negative 1.5 war. Cool. His defensive production as a catcher from framing pitches and like getting pitches, you know, like like wild helping pitches. helping out pitchers, blocking wild pitches, his defensive production alone nets him a positive war. And he has a one point as a defensive player. He has a one point five yeah. war. As Dang. a catcher. Which, Man's got to learn to hit, though. Uh, yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. That'll come. That's the thing. <laughs> Will it? Steven Strasburg, and, and I was reading an article about it on MLB. Steven Strasburg has had his MLB. share of com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, um, the, the catchers on the Nationals, Jan Gomes and Kurt Suzuki this year, both had negative defensive production. They were not good at framing pitches. They they weren't good at taking pitches off the zone. And and what I mean by framing pitches for I don't know if you know what that means, Connor. I do. Okay. Anyway, so like Austin Hedges can take a pitch that's about three or four inches off the zone and make it look like a strike. Yeah, baby. Kurt Suzuki and Jan Gomes can't do that. Yeah. And if I'm Steven Strasburg, I'm saying, man, that that ups my strikeout ratio. That up ups my my e, or lowers my ERA. I get to play for my childhood team. Yeah, yeah. So what is what is the downside? What's not to like? Yeah, the I'm Padres. You, the Padres have said they're willing to spend the money to get another star. They're willing to put out another Machado slash Hosmer contract. Hopefully with more success than uh, Hosmer's Hosmer. had. Um, but they're saying they're willing to fork over that money for another player. That that was a statement that that management released a few days yeah. ago. So. If you're Steven Strasburg, why not? You've won a World Series with the team that raised you. That's a great way to just kind of have it as, as a send-out, you know? Yeah. Your stock has never been this high, and you get to go to the team that you spent your childhood dreaming of being on yeah. and possibly lead them to a World Series. Nah. Come you on. know, here's what I'll say, Quinn. I'm with you. I like it. When I see Steven Strasburg opt out of a four-year, $100 million contract, to me, that shows he's not about the money. Um, he might, He's probably must, must be about something else, which could be what you're saying, a little bit of nostalgia, a little bit of career yeah. Yeah, development with the catcher. I when, like it. I see it. I agree with it. When do we think that'll come to fruition? Honestly, it could be anything. Knowing, knowing yeah. Major League Baseball free agency, it's slow. It, like it's, it's so wack. April, yeah, yeah, could be April, could be next week. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, and and Let's I see. think, I hope it happens by Christmas time because that'd be a great Christmas present. I, I honestly, <laughs> if if I see that notification on my phone that says. Padres and Steven Strasburg agree to terms <laughs> on contract. I'm like, buy us dinner. man, I'm dude. Emergency podcast. Yeah, we'll just talk I'm Padres just gonna... all day. Oh, I'm emergency so... three hour pod Padres. I think you can pod pod pod. I can, talk, I, I can talk about the Padres and their farm system and everything about them for like three hours. I'm not going to, and I don't for the sake of all you guys. But thank you, we appreciate it. And you know, Quinn, I believe you. Anyway, I do believe you. That's my tinfoil hat take. 
Steven Strasburg, Padres. Bam. Cool. Lesser extent, it. Garrett Cole to the Braves. I don't have as much grounding in that one, but but why not? Watch it. Go. Right. So listen, um, I said that. Yes, sir. I said that the Chargers are facing a resurgence every year in the NFL. We have it happen where in the second half of the season, there are teams that turn it around. Last year, there was this crazy statistic where there was, I think, six, three, six, six. six. There were six teams. There was something like six. Was it actually three, Seth? No, there was six. Oh, okay. <laughs> there were like a <laughs> three. Really? Because you guys are I, showing I don't know me. What you're talking about. All right, for our listeners at home, they're showing me three on their fingers, but they're saying six. You're, <laughs> I don't understand. There were a number of teams at five hundred or below who made the playoffs. Let's call it three. <laughs> it means it means we got three three minutes left. So oh, was that oh okay so an hour? But we can uh, go over. Uh, yeah, bit. I understand. All right, so there. All right, bottom line, <laughs> Chargers. So last year we have a handful <laughs> of teams who are at five hundred or below make the playoffs and every year in the NFL we see the season kind of divided into two like this a lot of times teams um, they find their identity and they navigate um, injuries and they find ways to adapt to what this season is the Chargers right now are four and four and I on paper they're a good team I really like their defense I really like Phil Rivers in as much as I know he's getting old but still this year I trust him when the game's on the line even though they've obviously lost Lost games um, in I don't know when I when you look at the Chargers losses they're blowing games which which in in like I'm talking two three minutes left six minutes left whatever they've had leads they have the ability to get leads they just haven't proven their ability to execute um, a win with that lead or um, to execute coming back well which is my way of saying if the Chargers play their season let's say 10 times right let's say they do their see this season 10 different times in some sort of computer simulation maybe there are other possibilities with this exact same team against other teams that there is some possibility where they could have six wins and two losses or something I think that the Chargers are facing one of those possibilities of a team who is going to um, be far better in the second half of the season um, because of, I think they've pulled what, three wins, two wins back to back. They've, yeah, two, they've put two. together a couple wins. I like what I'm seeing. I like what they're doing on paper. There's been precedent of this in the past. I think that my tinfoil hat is Chargers make the playoffs. They're going to be that sixth team in the AFC. The AFC's not good already. Um, I'm excited to see what they have to what they got going on. Six team in the AFC will be the Pittsburgh Steelers. As a former Seth, chill out. <laughs> as a former no. As a former yeah? Chargers Tell me. fan, I I feel inclined to say wrong. It's it's wrong, and they here's, will, here's they the number will, one reason why. I'm I love that you guys think I'm wrong. Strength just of schedule of the Chargers. Oh. They are not four and four. They're four and five. Okay. Remaining teams, Raiders. Let's count that a win. So five and five, which is a hard game. I'll say that though, Raiders, tough game. If the Raiders beat the Chargers, then the then then my tinfoil hat take goes spoiled spoiled milk yes. for sure. Then then Chiefs, which is a loss, hard. Broncos win, Jaguars win, Vikings loss, Raiders. Let's say another win, and let's give them the benefit, right, of, the benefit of the doubt. Chiefs loss, they're eight and eight. Hmm. Ah, oh, dang. Now now listen to this. Listen to the Steelers schedule as I as I Steelers. 
Yes, Steelers. Because oh, they, get out of town. They are, in fact, 4-4. Four and four. Those that so, steal. Those so that they st- have a better record than the Chargers right now. Mm-hmm. They have Rams, which we'll say they lose, so 4-5. and five. Yeah. Browns, they win. Bengals, they win. Uh, Browns, let's say they lose. Cardinals, they win. Bills, they lose. Jets, they win. Ravens, they lose. They're, they would be 9-7. Uh, and seven. And you know, I think nine and seven gets that. Gets I think that nine spot. and seven gets it. All right, Seth. Here's what I'm gonna say. I'll take you on that bet, only because I think the Chargers have the potential yeah. to beat. Uh, they have. They to me, they have the potential to do really well um, against a team like the Vikings, a Chiefs. That's a, that's one of those rivalry games where you never know what's really gonna happen. So counting it as two losses, I don't know. I could give them one. My, I'm only saying this, Seth. They look good on paper, but I Dude. really understand what you're saying about the Steelers. Especially, I look at the Jacksonville Jaguars with Nick Foles starting. I'm interested to see how they also continue forward with the Raiders Chargers game that's ca- happening next week. I'm very interested to see who wins that game yeah. because that their that that team will become the second place team in the AFC West underneath the Chiefs. So. That is also going to be a dark horse. Whoever wins that team becomes the dark horse for that sixth spot. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just put, I'll, and you know, what's also interesting though is the Indianapolis Colts are five and three. They're right now sitting in the five spot as yeah. the first wild card team in the NFL, um, in, the NFL in the AFC. And Jacoby Brissett's gone, yeah. at least this next week. I don't know if he's starting. Um, he might actually, but we're not sure. Hey, nope, he is starting. Never he's mind. He's starting. No, all right, you know what? But if he wasn't, my point would have made sense, but he is. So I'm backing out. Cool. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. I'm backing out. All right. Let's say this, Seth. Let's say this. I'm if the Chargers beat Oakland, if the Chargers beat yeah. Oakland, my tinfoil hat take takes effect. If they lose to Oakland, um it I'll okay, I'll say this. If they win if they it did affect now. If they beat Oakland, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. gonna be proof of the of the things to come. Okay. Suck it. If it if they lose to Oakland, then um, it's going to be I I have failed okay. and I deserve same same for me except with the Browns. So if the Steelers can beat the Browns, then they're yeah. In. Browns are favored I think in Vegas two points. Okay, which is stupid. <laughs> They'll I I don't know. Yeah, they're at home again. Like we were saying on paper, they should be beating teams like the Steelers. All right, but, let's shut up. But anyway, all right. So you're on for what we're watching next week. I am on the Chargers, my Chargers take. I think we see a late season resurgence. Yep. Seth disagrees. You're telling me that the Steelers beat Browns the Browns. in a couple weeks. And yeah. if they both lose or both win, we'll we'll just talk about it on the next we'll podcast. We'll reconvene. Yeah. Um, hi. Hey. I'm cool. back. Um, all right. Yep, that's it for this week's podcast. We're not going to go over games we've been watching because we're over time. So uh, we don't want to make you guys listen to our beautiful voices any longer than you have to, or else they'll get stale and old, and we don't want that to happen. Nom, so. nom, nom. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us this week on GPS Sports. Tune in next week for more of your favorite sports people talking <laughs> about your favorite sports talk. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next week on GPS Sports. <laughs>